Disclaimer. This episode of Boys of the Golden Throne experienced some technical difficulties while recording. We apologize for the varying sound qualities. Enjoy the show. The Boys of the Golden And welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. I'm here with my big otter buddy, the otter love. Hey, it's AJ. I'm here, <laughs> he aka like... the ot- the otter. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was I, brown bear? And he was no, he's a grizzly. You're... No, yeah, I think you were you were the brown bear for sure. Yeah. And then I don't know what would John be? Maybe like a Kodiak or there something. We go. <laughs> with massive thighs yeah massive thighed kodiak <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah we're here with bot gt the boys of the golden throne um we're gonna be talking about this episode what are we talking about aj we're talking about our event we are talking about a few things as usual we are going to be talking about our hobby progress slash shame progress um we our main segment today we are bringing back David Koeman, uh to talk about the taking of Ferex Act One, a little update on Act One, Hubris, and uh, filling us in and all the amazingly cool stuff that's going on for Act Two, the Hadrian incursion. Yeah, like, just once again, like he just he comes on and he just makes us feel like we're we're just not cutting it. We got to up our game every single time we talk to. To David, powerful David. So, uh, yes, we've got we got David on for our Megan segment, and then we've got uh, John on for a little segment about updating everyone on the latest news for the Bot GT 53rd annual Royal Flush event. Uh, so, a little update on that, and then we'll be closing out the show. So, doing our our huge of landing pig at the end of the. At the end of the episode, so sorry, oh, uh, sorry, Tim. Yeah, what was that? I was going to say, <laughs> if anyone's been enjoying the new outro, please comment on it. We would love some feedback. Uh, I know I'm enjoying it. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was just like, I was at work and I was like extremely happy, like, and just I got to the end and just laughed so hard. And people are like, "What are you listening to? Nothing, no, nothing. Never mind, nothing to see here." <laughs> Yeah, so we'll yeah, get into I the uh, meat of the show, I guess. The meat. All right. Ooh, sexy. The meat. Scandalous. I guess this would be the, the this would be the top bread. This would be the top bread, and then like maybe I don't know. Would this would the hobby shame be like? I, I think the meat the meat would be David. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, I was thinking. I was thinking the lettuce too. Yeah, the lettuce, oh, tomato, like and accoutrement. Accoutrement. All right. So we'll be back here for the accoutrement <laughs> section of the show. Lord. Lord. 
and welcome to the boys of the golden thrones accoutrement the hobby section accoutrement uh, see it uh, looks like aj brought a lot of lettuce to the party today he brought a whole actually salad. i i brought lettuce but i also brought some fine like some of that granular dijon mustard Ooh. would you like, would anyone like a piece of gray poupon Grey Poupant. I brought very a lot of Grey Poupant to this section of the show today. It looks like uh, you're yeah, so I, I, your I, own time and getting everything done. Yeah, I've been on an absolute tear. I um, I guess, you know, the, during the last recording, uh, when we were talking about the Bot TT Mini, I was definitely not feeling too well. I was pretty sick that day. I ended up... Uh, taking a couple days off work and um after i got over the you know the worst of it i got a little bit of painting done so um let's uh, buckle in here because i got a lot done here um i finished my second vorax finally got that done uh completely painted so now i brings me well, I just said it. My second one brings me up to two Volterax painted. Uh, I started looking at my... Um, I had another Castellax with Dark Fire Lance to paint up. You know, he's just uh, just sprayed and based, basically. And then I for totally forgot that way back at Lanasey, I painted my second Thanatar and three Castlax with Dark Fire Lances, but I just basically got them tabletop. I didn't actually finish them. So I was reviewing my Kanban board. Shout out to Carl Tuttle, Independent Characters. And I was like, wait a minute, I, I thought I had finished these. And then I go and look at them, and both my Thanatar and these three um, Castlax I hadn't. I hadn't put all the finishing touches on. So I finished the Thanatar, finished those three Castellax that weren't finished, and then painted up the fourth Castellax with Dark Fire Lance. I've got all those guys done. I finished painting three Volterax, and I've got a fourth one basically done. All I have to do is edge highlighting and a couple of the lenses and stuff like that on it. Um, so that'll bring me up, uh, bring me up to four. I got two more to do. Uh, I finished my Archmagos uh, Malagra, so he's got, he's rocked out, I, I'm using the actual um, Magos that comes with uh, the character series one that comes with a, a band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the horse face, but with the hooded version. So I've modified him, so he's got uh, um, a Paragon Blade and a Chain Fist. So I finished him off and did actually the first time that I did a power sword kind of effect. You know, didn't it's not, I think, my best work. You know, it's the first time I've done kind of power sword effects before. But, uh, you know, it's good. It's good. You know, it's not amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then when I do, I'm, I'm sure will be better. Um, I picked up my Forge Bane box and also picked up um, a Rust Stalker box and... The fantasy, um, it's called like a, a Karen Wrath. Yeah. Karen Wrath. It's like used in a lot of Magos conversions and stuff like that. So um, basically with bits from the, um, what are they called? The race, the Necron race and this um, Karen Wrath and the GW Magos. I'm going to make a new uh, Arc Magos 
with using one of the tails from uh, from the wraith and maybe a couple claws and you know the arms and backpack stuff from um, and like the bottom skirt bit from the magos and basically use the wraith as the main bit. But really, uh, all I'm doing with that is like planning in my head. I really need to do it at home once I've got all my tentacle makers and green stuff and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I want to make that like a nice showpiece um, item. So I'm going to just kind of planning things out in my mind. But got that at least the mango stew is brewing in my head. Uh, <laughs> um, but also with the Forge Bane boxes... I got two of those little knights. So I've actually, as I was showing you earlier, Teo, I've got one of them all painted up. Yeah. Um, I, I'm only going to paint one here because I've magnetized it at the hip so I can break them apart, easy for transport. But basically, you know, I just need rules for these things for 30K, and I think eventually we'll get them. Yeah. And these will go into my knight list. Now... I don't think I've talked about this on the show, but my whole idea behind my night list is I'm going to name all of my nights after fellow 30K podcasters. So I've already got an Atropass, which is painted at home, and that I have done Corbulo after Tim from the Eye of Horus, shout out. And so then I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, these little guys. And I, I'm imagining that this guy is is like a swift little little fucking knight. He's running around, chopping people's legs off. And Swift is close to Switzer. So <laughs> I've, I have dubbed these my little Switzers after Scott from Radio Free Istvan. So I'll have uh, Switzer 1, Switzer 2. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what goes on with... I've, I've got my um, Archeron... And, uh, shit, the Castigator, thank you, uh, at home waiting for me. I haven't figured out names for them, but I have to paint it first, and then the name will come to me, you know. So uh, who will it be next? I'm not too sure. I, I, I think I'm going to have to work Michael into... Michael seems like he might be uh, from Radio Free Esteban. Um, maybe uh, use his last name for one of my Bam Margera nights i think that <laughs> i think that might work out but you know future that's all in the future um so also with the rust stalker box i built up um i used the the bits from the alpha rust stalker basically used a bit from both of them i forget what the other ones there's rust stalkers and the other robots that come in those yeah, yeah. so i basically used bits from from both of those to make um uh, what's it called? Uh, secretary uh, secretary uh, Archiax, the leader. That's like 60 points. Yeah, yeah. So I built him with uh, an Archaeotech pistol and a power fist. And uh, I can show you that guy quickly. He's not. I've just got him basically based in a couple shades. But, you know, 40 mil box. He's going to work well with the Peltas, I think, with the cloak and everything. Yeah, so... Uh, I've got him on the go. I've built, speaking of Peltas, I've got my order from Forge World. I've built 10 of those guys. I just basically, I built them just in their basic build. So they all have the, um, the regular guns on them. Um, and I think I'll just run those with the, um, the 
upgrade that gives them the AP3 30-inch yeah. shots and run them just as a basic unit of 10, 150 points. So stoked to get those on. I've started to get those painted up. I'm just showing Teo a little, a little whip that I've got going right now. So they're actually going a lot faster than I thought they were because there are like, like quite a few little bits and bips and boops on them. Um, so yeah, I've got those going. <laughs> I also got a message from David about the uh, from the 30k channel, and we've changed um, what we're going to be doing for the recording. And now it looks like I'm going to be doing a ZM list, which I was just like, awesome, but like, oh shit, because I don't really have a whole lot of ZM type stuff. So I made like a purchase last night and picked up six. <laughs> Uh, Ursarax from Ford World, so they hopefully will be in the mail uh, early next week, and I'm just going to have to pound those things out super quickly because it's I'm going to be it's today's the first, so I got in 20 days I'll be going on to, uh, to onto the 30k channel, so I'm going to have to pound those things out. Teo, you know how I usually it takes me a while to get things painted, so those are I don't know. Man. I'm going to have to. You ever seen me on a roll there? I am on a roll. That's what happens with me, right? I get into like the groove. I don't know if this happens with you. And I just, yeah. I'm able to pound things out. And then other times, you know, just getting base coats on things takes me forever. Um, but this one, I'm going to have to, I'm going to force into getting it done like very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, I've got the, bought those guys. Um, I've also been filling out my little painting book, which I talked about um last episode which i'm i'm super glad i've gotten this i'm finally like actually writing down my recipes of how i'm painting things because i occasionally have a goldfish brain and i'm like how did i paint these thalax how did i get that effect going and i've been recently moving the content from the victoria uh 30k page onto the boys of the golden throne so putting up like some of the pictures of my mechanicum and I've gotten a couple questions like, hey, how did you get that like dirty look? And I'm just like, I, I totally forget. I like, but I, I do that. But now I will not forget because I'm writing everything down. So I've uh, been filling that out quite a bit as I'm, you know, just going through these new things and painting off Ultrax and Castlax and blah, blah, blah. And then the other big thing I've been working on is contacting sponsors for the Royal Flush event. And that's been keeping me quite busy during my lunch hour, just pumping out emails and hopefully attracting some, uh, some prize support for the event. So, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a good solid two weeks getting a lot of, a lot of stuff done. And hopefully I can keep up this, uh, momentum because that's how I, I work. I know I, I get the momentum and I got to stay on top of it, keep it going. And then it will crash out <laughs> for a month or so. And then, got to build it back up so i'm going to try to keep on this uh, momentum how uh how about you buddy well i've had a lot of stuff happen but uh well i'll start with so uh due to some recent life changes uh my finances have kind of taken a massive dip so i had to sell my iron workers and my white scars <laughs> and my warhound but the warhound found a great home with aj so it's still yes it is still in the family, yeah. Um, 
I, you know, it, it will have a nice home with me. Yeah. We can we can talk maybe when your financials are in a better place. You yeah, can, and that's what you can pick it back like, up. Iron Wars is the same thing. My buddy Terry bought them, and he want, he's getting into 30K, but his sense of horror, he's still waiting for parts for. So he bought yeah. my army, my Iron Wars, just to, like, start learning how to play the game and things like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Exactly. And I really hope that he can make it to the Royal Flush. I'm, he's I'm really at hoping. He's is his... his uh, his home stuff is making it a little harder for, but he's trying to convince his wife. It's yeah. Okay. Yes. It's like every single gamer has to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Well, worst case is that he could always like just you know come in for Saturday and then maybe I like I take over on Sunday for him yeah, or something yeah. like that. So uh, we're hoping that. Um, and then so, but with that, so with having the celery thing, um, I still had a bunch of stuff just kind of sitting in my closet, like I wasn't really doing anything with, but. I was like, well, I've been wanting to start Emperor's Children, so I started. I just did. I just, blam, I started Emperor's Children Army. So the things that didn't quite sell from all those stuff, I've now, they've now been converted into Emperor's Children. Woo! Um, and I already have, I need to buy, I need to purchase one thing from Forge Rolls, and I'll be at 3,000 points of Emperor's Children. That's crazy. What are you going to buy? I need 10 Phoenix Terminators. Ooh, very appropriate for uh, Emperor's Children. So, so what's that? What's that list looking like? So the initial list is going to be two Land Raiders, Phobos, a Spartan, okay. yep. two Sakaar okay. Predators, three Predators with Auto Cannons, Laz Cannons, Machine Spirit. Okay. A Xiphon. Yes. Uh, two Targos Terminator squads. In the, and those are going in the Land Raiders? Yeah, and then 10 Phoenix yeah. Terminators with a Praetor and a Forge Lord. Uh, sweet. I don't know yet. Ooh, I like the Librarian aspect. Yeah, because I, I, always... I have a Severn Loth model. Okay, yeah. The, uh, Red Scorpion's yep. uh, Librarian. So I think I was converting him into an Emperor's Children Librarian and putting him be... with the Phoenix Terminators. That'd be cool. He's got like a whole bunch of kind of fiddly bits too yeah. on him that like... He's more of a decked out kind of thing, so that could work as a yeah. as a Emperor's Children for sure. I like that idea. Yeah, and so that's that'll be three thousand points. It's actually kind of a terrifying army. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen last Count cannons. Okay. Oh, sorry, sixteen yeah. last cannons and two venators shooting you for anti. Yeah, that that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And then the Bot GT town counting brought to you by Tao. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like the and uh, so the whole the other concepts I had a bunch of Tartarus Terminators is Tartarus Terminators are good and I think Emperor's Children can do them the best because the Tartarus Terminators can sweeping advance and run. Yeah. Close the door. <laughs> that's 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 Bot GT Tao just doing some parenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's also Easter weekend, and sugar is rampant in the yeah. in the Breeze house right yeah. now. <laughs> um, and so they're the kids are going crazy. But uh, so I think they can work really well with Emperor's Children because Emperor's Children have Crusader, so they get I think they roll two d six and choose the higher for the run moves, mm -hmm. as well as they get to add an additional d three to their stupid advance rolls. So Sweet. if I charge hey. in make you break i'm essentially doing initiative five plus d3 plus my d6 yeah running you down that's, 
That's pretty badass. How are you going to build them? So I've built the two Tartarus squads so far, and they are um, two Combi Plasmas and a Plasma Blaster, three Power okay. Fists, or two Power Fists, a Spear on the Sergeant, and then two guys with Lightning yeah. Claws. Sweet. A little bit Multi. of everything so that, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not going after Death Stars with those Terminators. They're going after, like, tactical squads and, like, support squads and things like that. Um, yeah. Whereas a Phoenix Guard are going to go against your your um, uh, your Death Star because at that point they're going at like initiative six and if I take say say if I do like Biomancy on the Librarian and get like uh, Iron Arm or whatever <laughs> they would yeah. be at strength eight in initiative at AP two. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty baller. Yeah, so it's like I don't care about your two wound Terminators because because <laughs> I'm gonna. Fist them. <laughs> and with Sonic Shriekers, it makes that even if you're specialty Terminators, you're only weapon skill four. So now my Phoenix Guard is yeah, right. on threes, wounding on twos, at initiative at AP2. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. But then it's all about that first strike, right? Oh, yeah. Because then they go to. It's all about that first strike. Oh, and yes. Take the candy outside, take children. Take the candy outside. Just, just <laughs> leave me some candy at least. <laughs> um, so the that's the army I'm, right I'm building. Um, I've got some other ideas that I might add to them later. Like I definitely want to try to do the uh, third company cacophony with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this way, you could run them either way. You could run them traitor exactly. or loyalist. Oh, and uh, yeah. I gotta give a shout out to Jody. He's gonna build my praetor. Really? Yeah. We we have we have like a because uh, I built him uh, a vigilator for his iron warriors. I gotta send it out to him. Oh, we, I cool! Had, I had a dream like not too long ago where we built models for each other and sent them to each other, and so we would have a piece of each other's arm, each other in, in either one's army. <laughs> you have a piece of each other, yeah. Okay. So Is, was there anything else going on in the stream? No, no, just just that. But uh, uh, so I'm gonna send him my vigilator, and then he's gonna build me a uh, Tartaros Terminator armor Praetor. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jody. Yeah. And what so, a guy. Yeah. So he's going to send me that. Um, then the also thing is uh, with what I have, I'm going to get a little few little things, but then they're also going to be my zone Mortalis army. With Oh, yeah, totally. Because right. Terminators and stuff like that. And like I already have, I also have like 40 Mark IV Marines that I might do some stuff with, with them as well. So I've made a tactical squad just for like learning games and like getting, teaching new people how to play. Because, like, Terry doesn't... Yep. I'm not going to throw Terry into playing a 3,000-point game right off the bat. No. And uh, then same with um, uh, my buddy Rob. He's got a bunch of Mechanicum. And Mechanicum have so many rules and little nuances and how to play them that I didn't want to throw him into, like, a 2,500-point game as well. So we're, we're going to be running, like, 750-point, 1,000-point games just to kind of get him learning... Yeah, everything just do like incremental steps, little yeah. escalation kind of thing. And yeah, like I'm, and then I'm, I'm with my buddy Rob. He's kind of a slow painter, and he always needs incentive. So my incentive is that we'll, we can only play with painted stuff. That's him, a good plan. To keep him motivated to keep. And I'm going to be doing yeah. that with like a lot more people in the community. But, but with that, so I have – I don't have a lot of spare time, and I keep filling it with stuff. So what I'm doing for the Zipper Children Army is I'm actually working on my speed painting. Mm. Not yet. And then, uh, so my speed working on my speed painting, 
So I've been able to get down a basic marine down to 20 minutes. That's from, amazing, from man. Primed, from prime to 20 minutes. That's, uh, and that's amazing. That includes highlighting, um, details, um, even having like the eyes have a second layer for glowing. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is done on there. Um, even some freehand of the um, the number three, the third legion brand on their knee, as twenty minutes. Shout That's out awesome, to man! Matt, shout out to Matt DiPietro for uh, teaching me some ridiculously quick painting techniques. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. It makes me feel like a chump. Yeah, so I'm hoping my plan is to have every squad, so a tactical squad, so ten guys, be done in twenty in two hours awesome and then obviously the characters take a little bit longer and things like that hey guys shut up girls again parenting with crazy sugar children um and then so working on the speed painting and so but with this i have to do a shame adjustment because i don't have the armies i was going to paint anymore uh i don't know we're gonna have to talk to john do i automatically (laughs) fail uh no i don't know we'll we'll have to you'll have to let me think about this one um i i think we can maybe let you adjust it but you know i think we we're gonna have to consult john on on that one because yeah you might have to wear the 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 chad kruger t-shirt at the end so yeah i might have to wear that because i don't have those armies to paint anymore no, that's that's true. Well, well, I think we can, you know, due to circumstances, I'm pretty sure we can adjust, adjust that. Yeah. So why don't you you think about, you know, what so what that's gonna be? What I want to then... adjust for my shame adjustments. Oh, the other thing is, uh, I haven't bought this stuff, but I've planned out my, like I said in the last episode, my trench table. So now I've gone to a little yes. bit more detail on how they're gonna connect. So it's actually gonna be uh, six pieces. Okay. Good. And then, and so then, it's easier to, to collapse and break up. Exactly. Um, and then it's going to be six pieces, and then you can arrange them in different ways to make them look different for table-wise. Um, awesome. And then, so I've, I've done that planning out. Um, Ezra sent me some, like, broken uh, extra drop pod stuff. Oh, yeah. So awesome. Have, like, uh, train pieces that are, like, put on different areas that are, like, broken drop pods and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like a drop pod that like fell down and they got blown up, and so there's like, and then I'm gonna make those be able to be mobile as well. They're not fixate, they're not fixed pieces. Yeah, perfect. Because I thought like a really cool idea of like having one of the trench pieces where it's like an open sector and a drop pod fall fell right in the middle of it, and so like you'll walk out of the trench out of like one of the trench works into an open area that's still within the trench works, like where they put artillery. There's just a bunch yeah. of drop pod in the middle, like flaming. Awesome. So I'm going to get, like, the smoke markers and put tea lights in them to make it have more of an effect on the table. Oh, yeah. Make it sexy. I uh, Another friend gave me a ridiculous idea of getting a fog machine. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get the get the board done first, yeah, and then like, we, we can... He's like, you should totally, like, put a fog machine in a bastion and it just, like, seep out of the bastion. Dude, we can just do it the old GW styles of doing the fog machine, but instead of cigars, it's just big fatties, all right? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so that's so I've been working on that. So that so my shame, if I get to adjust it, will be having the Emperor's Children fully painted and based um, by 
September. Yes. As well as the trench table. And the table. Room, and the table. Yeah. So uh, my preliminary thing for because June was the the uh, the so the preliminary one was, cause it was supposed to be June. So my plan for June is to have everything built and base coded. Nice. Okay. That's my plan. All right. Um, well. So, yeah. So that's my that's my my shame to have all the stuff that I currently own built and base coded by June. All right. Well. Sweet. Well, you should write that into our show notes. So you've got not the ones we put out there, but our personal ones. Yeah, so we yeah. can look back and make sure that you've hit your mark. Yeah. But that's uh, that's a lot for for both of us. We're both yeah. kind of on on a tear. I can't wait to see uh, see the trench table as it starts coming together. Yeah. No, I'll be I'm, doing. Oh. I forgot. So I've already done preliminary uh, shooting and uh, some small minor set design and writing. Girls, come on. Sorry, guys. Um, preliminary shooting and writing for the first Bot GT video series. Woo! So I'm, I'm going to tell you, AJ, at the same time, I'm going to tell all the listeners to see your surprise reaction. All right, I can't wait. So what it's going to be is a introduction to heresy, how to get to her into yes. heresy, and the pros and cons of playing heresy compared to other game systems. I like it. Um, so it's going to be it's that sounds be, awesome. Yeah, and then uh, so I'm going to do like so there's going to be videos about what heresy is, doing a little bit quick background on it, um, and then the next video would be uh, the pros and cons of playing heresy and the uh, incentivize. Uh, how to incentivize uh, your friends to play heresy with you then it'll be a video about um, how to get your and your friends started playing heresy at the beginning at low levels um, yeah and talking about the play styles that are available so i'll talk about standard games centurion games zone mortalis games um, uh, pro, uh, talking about like what books you should buy on what yeah. uh, if you want black books what but black books would work well with your friends and your campaigns who doesn't want black books? Exactly. Let's be serious. And then uh, talking about like uh, uh, resources for learning painting techniques and things like that. Yep. So, awesome, man. That's a, I, I like. I really like the sounds of all that. Yeah, and hopefully with we that, can we can finally record maybe a game between you and I. <laughs> exactly. That we can record a game between you, uh, me and you. So that was the so that's the plan. That was be the first Bot GT video series that's gonna come out, which is. Um, I guess I'll call it Hard for Heresy. Ooh. I don't have a like name it. yet, so I might just call it Hard for Heresy with Bot GT. You might have to you might have to uh, <laughs> okay that with Tim or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be the preliminary shooting for that, and that's probably gonna be starting next week. Oh wow, wicked yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So it's n nothing crazy. So uh, that's that's it. So just keep in talks, guys, and we'll get back to you. And I'll, when we post up the videos on YouTube and everything, we'll pump it like pump it louder. Oh. I guess we're gonna have to record or like shoot when you and I get like see each other again for the first time. And it'll be, I think I said this before, be like put the chariots of fire music on behind it and it's both you and i like running to embrace each yeah. other <laughs> 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 
that could that could be the intro yeah. <laughs> for building your community or getting your friends into it. You just need to run at each other yeah. in slow motion. Yes. Well, Excellent, man. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And yeah. once I get back, I can uh, start helping out with that. Totally. It'll be great. It'll be great. Little cotton. So I uh, hope great. you guys uh, got a little more in depth than what's going on in our hobby life. A lot, apparently. A lot, yes. Hopefully we can continue with this uh, momentum moving forward. Well, talking to people like David is going to make it quite easy. <laughs> Slash just make us go and cry on our big pillows. Just, <laughs> why can't we be better? Yeah, why can't we just be better? <laughs> why can't we be like David? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, well. We'll be back with uh, David and John Vision short shorts. Well, first David, then John O'Vision. And then and we'll come back out with the uh, closing the show. All right. The boys of the golden And we are back with David Goldberg. And the otter. <laughs> I, I hate this nickname. It's, it's a good nickname, the otter. I love it. You're like a slippery otter man. <laughs> I just take, when I get models, I just, instead of, you know, cutting them off sprues, I just bash the sprue on my chest to break pieces off. That's right. It's my otter sees. <laughs> You're an otter for yes. more reasons than one. It's because you also love baths and reading in the baths. Ah, this is true. That's yeah. where I get most of my 30K thinking done is yeah. in in a nice warm bath. Exactly. Yes. I can imagine an otter doing the same. Yes, except for instead of clams on my belly, it's big black books. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to be careful with those in the bath. You don't want to get those things wet. No, you wet. don't want to get those wet. That's uh, an investment. But yes, we do have David from uh, the taking of Furex. Got right that time. And Invested Painting. Um, so thanks for coming back on the show with us. Thanks, guys. So glad to be here. Yeah, so we wanted to talk with you and get a little update on uh, the taking of Ferex, uh, Act 1 Hubris, and the newly announced Act 2, the Hadrian uh, incursion. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. All yes right. you did. <laughs> All right. Two points for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, um, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so yeah, why don't you give us a little rundown of uh, maybe a little update on uh, Act One and tell us about uh, what's going on for Act Two? Okay, uh, I I do apologize. I'm a little unprepared. I had some materials that I was gonna bring with me. I'm home with the folks for Easter, but uh, I got a new pup. Uh, the girlfriend got me a pup for my birthday this month, and I uh, saw that. He, yeah. Congratulations on your new family member. Why, thank you. He's gonna be he's gonna be sporting it at the uh, event. Hopefully, his name is Garo. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> very awesome. I feel Garo, very come fortunate. Here, Garo. Come here, Garo. Come here, buddy. Come here, we, Garo. Pretty much. Pretty much. We whittled it down to two options. It was uh, Garo or Otis. And I tried Otis first, and he didn't he didn't look at me. And I said Garo, and he immediately like what? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get on his dog tag. 
You gotta get Already Knight Errant yeah. on oh, there. Oh, <laughs> awesome! I, I, did, I did go ahead and get. Uh, oh, what's the word? It's a, it's a, his name's on it, so it's there. Okay, uh, sweet. My mom is also. Uh, you guys can. You guys on the podcast can't see this, but the people here can see. This is my mom's sewing room, and oh. she's actually going to be sewing uh, him one of those uh, collar bandanas with the uh, uh, Death Guard symbol on it. Nice, sweet. Uh, do you call your band the Eisenstein now? <laughs> I I could I could call my truck that. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, things. Things with the event are going real well. Um, I'm trying to remember the last time we talked. I kind of also moved this, so it's like not sitting right. Uh, so the we, last time we talked, uh, well, you were making trees the last time we talked. Oh. I don't know if that springs any memories, but I can give you the yep. date if you give me two seconds. I think it was back oh, in. No. I'm gonna say November. Oh, so it's been a long time. Okay, I think yes. so. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So, oh, no. We, uh, no, maybe not. Maybe I'm lying to you. It could be. Um, it was It was our year in review. So January. So it hasn't been too long. No. Two months ago. <laughs> well, a lot has changed, and also a lot has not changed in two months. So uh, originally, <laughs> the event started out, we wore a 20% event uh, at the Flying Monkey Convention, uh, June 23rd, 24th of this year. Uh, we sold out in just over four days, so under five days. Uh, and then we were working with the event organizers to get uh, the approval to go ahead and expand our size. Uh, we were waiting until end of January, early February. Uh, they did end up giving us the extra space. We did go ahead and uh, get six more slots available. Um, and at that time, uh, you know, it was a little slow getting that information out. I was kind of sitting on it uh, for a few days. But... Uh, we've sold out again. Uh, all six tickets are gone. Um, so there's there's that. That's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, the follow up event, um, the size got ironed out with uh, Jason Horn. He is the uh, t the TO, the organizer of the Iron Halo GT, and uh, that's going to be well. Excuse me. Right now, our, our capacity is a forty person event. It's what we're. Oh wow! For, nice. Um, which is a very large expansion from the first one. Uh, We'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm hoping we can get around thirty, but if we do sell out, I mean, by by no means am I going to be upset by that. Oh damn! So sold outside out again. of well, there there is part of me that's like, oh, we got six more people. That means I have to make train for three more. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's what it okay, means for since, every EO, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, more people is great, but it's like, shit, that means how much more terrain do I have to knock out? <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and unlike the otter, I don't, I can't really do my thinking process during the bath. Like, my <laughs> thinking process always <laughs> happens when I'm, I, it's like, you know, 1 a.m. and I'm laying in bed, you know, and I've just had that, you know, epiphany of the existential dread of what if there is nothing after death. Is that why And you then I have does? to start thinking about things to do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, we've we've got a lot of, uh, more sponsors that have signed up with us for the event. Um, Blood and Skulls Industries is going to be supporting us. Death Ray Designs is going to be supporting us. Um, I'm trying to think. We've, we've got such a laundry list of guys that have that have signed on and been like, yes, yes, we want to help. And that I think that's probably been the most impressive thing to me is just the amount of support and care and faith that we're that we're receiving for the you know for the event. 
let me get it pulled up here on my phone because technology is wonderful and maybe I can actually think have things. <laughs> um, great, great radio on my part, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Lots of visual stimulation going on, but it doesn't help with radio. Um, okay, so uh, deep cut designs. They do uh, table mats. They also do dice trays. They're sponsoring us. We've got uh, some custom dice trays that I, I I think look amazing. I gave them our icon, and I said, you know, just do your thing. Use one of your backgrounds. And if you guys haven't seen it, go to the Facebook page. It is incredible. Uh, and everybody is getting one, which is the best what? part. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we they now they gave it, those to us at a discount. We still had to pay for them, mind you, because that's a lot. That's a lot of money if, for them to just you know have to take out of pocket. So not yeah, not to be little at all. I, I'm super impressed and we're really appreciative of it. But the the thing I want to say there is the reason we're able to afford to expand what what we can actually provide and buy more stuff in the way of swag and support is because uh, we have our own Teespring shop. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash ferix dash 30k and again it's spelled p-h-y-r-i-x i apologize i'm going to give myself a free plug here but yeah it's all right we'll throw it in the show notes as well so yeah. don't don't worry about that <laughs> i appreciate it. but if you guys haven't seen it yet go check it out uh we have a lot of shirt designs that are up and uh you know we show your faith in the emperor show your support for the war master uh, we've also got some shirts and uh, well, I really the main thing is we've got shirts on there and I'm working. I'm trying to get additional options added because it was brought to my attention that the shirts we were using, uh, the, the brand or quality is called Next Level T, but they only go up to a size 3X. There are some folks who asked about getting bigger sizes like up to a 5X. So uh, we're working with Teespring right now to get those additional options added to the campaign. Um, yeah. For all, for all, or the majority of our shirts. So people who are, on, you know, on the larger side that want to be able to support us, they can support us and really, you know, strut their stuff. Yeah, um, that's, a, also, that's a gamer medium and a gamer large, I believe, is the is the official <laughs> sizes. Yeah, and then uh, we like it. We've got some coffee mugs on there. I I have one that I'm I'm very too, well. Excuse me. I'm proud of all of them, but we've got one that's got uh, this silhouette of a. An anvil is coming in, and it says "caffeine deployed." I yeah, that's awesome. That <laughs> I would love to make a, a, a charybdis that has like a, a coffee spout. <laughs> I might might have to do that. Yeah. And, hmm, you, you stop it! Stop giving me ideas. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like at our events, one of the guy had a uh, a flask of whiskey come out of his mastodon. That I can support. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fun fact, fun fact for those who play 40K, um, the uh, Storm Raven, mm -hmm. if you open the front door, it perfectly fits a regular size Snickers bar. Oh. Uh, there you I go. I was playing with it, and I forgot I had stuck one in there as a joke at one point. I move it across the table, and I'm like, reinforcements inbound. I stop, shifts the weight, knocks the front door open, and Snickers <laughs> falls onto the table. <laughs> At least you... you at least you remembered it then and didn't like leave it in the car and it just like <laughs> melt all the <laughs> Yeah, but but in all fairness, then I could have just argued that it was the occupants shitting their pants when they got shot out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But uh, we also have another mug uh, for. I know there's a lot of Mechanicum fans out there. 
who feel like there's not a whole lot of swag for them yet. Uh, we have one on there that says, uh, I like my Mechanicum like my coffee. And then on the other side, it says dark. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to get that for John. Yeah. John for his day. <laughs> and probably the, like, honestly, for me, the most exciting thing that has happened in the past couple weeks was Adepticon for several reasons. Um, one, not campaign related, but GW announced the new night. Um, I'm still not sold on it because of the silliness of the, the paint scheme. I think they need to fire whoever takes the pictures and videos, and they need to you know, go back to using their heavy metal painters for their display stuff. But that's really exciting, personally. Um, outside of that, a uh, big shout-out. We had a lot of folks who uh, met up at Adepticon who were planning on going to uh, the Taking of Ferrix campaign. And they took lots of photos with them wearing their shirts and posted those. I saw page. that. So it was really oh, cool yeah. to see that stuff in the wild and, and know that people are excited about it. I had a lot of people PMing me and asking me questions about the event, telling me they're excited to come, that this and that. So that that's just been really rewarding on, on that end to see that coming. Uh, but probably the most impressive thing was because of circumstances and chicanery <laughs> that happened at Adepticon, Yes. Somebody opted to make a wonderful little meme, thanks to Fiverr. <laughs> and, uh, proceeded, proceeded to get, you know, contact me and say, "Hey, take this, make shirts, and uh, put them on your shop." <laughs> Didn't want anything for it at all. Just wanted shirts and, and wanted me to make them. So I uh, made a couple shirts, well, three, and they he. You know, talked to a couple people and saw what there are a few more than a couple saw. Ugh, can't talk. People saw it, said they liked a couple of them, so I put two of them up. And just in two days, like under forty-eight hours, we've made an additional hundred and fifty bucks that we can put towards uh, price support for the events. Oh, awesome. That's um, amazing, man! And that that amount continues to grow as more people get aware of it and and jump on it and. I, I'll admit it's it's probably going to be a fleeting thing, but because a lot of people know what's going on and agree that it was just kind of, I mean, obviously people on the receiving end of what happened were very upset by it, and you know, most of, <laughs> they were adults. They kept their mouth shut, and you know, they're going to talk crap about it, you know, on the internet like people will. Um, I I think this one may turn into a, a long-lasting meme, so hopefully we can we yes. continue to make a little extra funds off of it. But, uh, for the record, for I the just record, I, everyone is. It's just. I was just so gonna say it's just too bad that it was it was some Canadian guys that did it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but on the bright side. They're Canadian, so they're probably safe because nobody's going to want to come up there and, you know, like, keel haul them or anything. No. <laughs> I don't know. Gamers can no, be so... a little aggressive sometimes. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think they prove that. Yes. 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 <laughs> but, no, things are, things are going really well with the campaign. Um, I had some other sponsors I wanted to give a brief shout-out to because – I'm probably going to forget somebody because I haven't had a chance to get on top of everybody yet. Um, Wargame Model Mods is supporting us. Uh, Multiverse Gaming supporting us. Uh, GameMat.eu, they're supporting us. Uh, Wartel, or I, I think it's Wartel Miniatures or Artel W Miniatures. I, I see it both ways, and I'm not sure how you're supposed to say it, but I think it's Artel W Miniatures. If you haven't seen them, they do some crazy awesome miniatures, custom sculpts, things like that. Uh, alternative uh, models 
for some of the 40K models. Uh, I know that some of their stuff recently did uh, go out of print. I think it was uh, just some you know legal issues. For They looked very similar to other things. But we managed yes. to get our hands on some of those, and they, they donated them of their own volition. It's really cool. So uh, there's a chance you're going to win an Adeptus Arbitus, a really close approximation model. Ooh. Um, some really nice... Um, I, they're, they're marketed as like inquisitorial and inquisitorial retinue type folks, but they're actually, uh, they would work really good as, you know, vassals, militia, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like agents of the war master, agents oh, of the empire, yes. those kind of models. Um, yeah. Let me see. Oh, puppets war. Puppets war gave us a huge donation. Uh, everybody is going to have something from Puppets War in their uh, swag bag. Also, you're going wow. to have a chance to win some uh, bundles, some random prize stuff there. Um, but anyways, I could go on and on, but if you want more information, just check us out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Ferrix30k. Uh, I do regular updates. I was kind of slow the past couple weeks for, for work reasons, but now I'm kind of back on track. Uh, you get re- uh, steady updates, pictures of the terrain we're working on, etc., etc. Um, the big news on the campaign front, I finalized the packet with uh, February was our beta test month. We asked players to play test and either PM or post uh, information about what they what they played and experienced, questions they had, any recommendations they had. Uh, so we were able to rework a few things. Um, one in particular, we had a an environmental table where the third option was, uh, we called it blast zone. And essentially things were booby trapped. There's a chance when you're moving through terrain, you would set off an explosion. And the, the thematic idea that we had for the rule was you'd center this blast marker on the unit, on the model. Um, and then, you know, hit them. You're trying to hit the most number of people and it doesn't drift and blah, blah, blah. There's, you know, different things about it, but come to find out there's a lot of stuff I didn't, think about in advance and our oversight uh, folks didn't really catch because there's questions about where you know when does it happen is it when the first model touches the terrain does it happen when you end in the terrain what happens when you move through it you know etc etc so we ended up completely reworking that and i renamed it to hot zone because it was also uh, brought to my attention that there's already a blast zone rule i think for uh, zone mortalis or somewhere else yep. in the new uh, the new bible so just to help cut down on confusion there, because even when I was talking to some of the guys on oversight, like Ryan, and I sent him that information. I asked what he thought. It, well, is is you know hot, is blast zone too much? He's like, no, it's just shred and AP two, right? <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he was he was thinking about the other thing. He didn't know what I was talking about, but uh, I'm really excited for that. We've got that updated. Also in the packet, we've got the actual agenda for the day of the event, so you can take a look at or excuse me, the weekend of the first event. Uh, we've also added in the uh, list for Oaths of Moment. And for if I haven't talked to you guys about that yet, um, Oaths of Moment is a list of uh, things that people can do to end up walking away with a purity seal. Um, so I'm casting purity seals. My girlfriend oh, sculpted three <laughs> custom purity seals. Just making us uh, look like one... shit, aren't you, dude? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't feel bad. I, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a I'm a go big or don't bother kind of guy. So I either I either fail spectacularly or 
even, or I, I do something that everybody else is really impressed by, and then I'm still sitting there nitpicking myself, like I this is I wanted to do this and this and this. So, but uh, it's I'm really excited for that because we've got three custom purity seals that we're gonna just mix up and people get randomly. But it's uh, you got one with the Eye of Horus, one with the uh, Imperial Eagle on it, and then you've got one that actually has our Phyrex symbol on it, the the cog with the P in it. Yeah. yeah. So the, this. The whole idea with the Osa moment is to give people when something funny and is really awesome or is just really terrible happens, we want to take the sting out of those moments and make them more fun. So, uh, for example, one of them is uh, you make a 12 inch charge, you get one. One of them is you you fail a three inch charge, you get one. Uh, I believe one of them was if your uh, warlord dies. Uh, I can't remember what the actual thing is called because it's been a bit since I've played the 7th edition rules, but when somebody's trying to tank shock you and you have one carrot guy stand there try to stop the tank, if your warlord dies trying to stop a tank from you know tank shocking, or if your warlord dies from Overwatch, you get one. Nice. Um, another, I think it was I, called, another one was Infinite Knowledge. Uh, if you have a Psyker that dies from Perils of the Warp, you get one. I, I like to provide food or beverage to the event or uh, yeah. volunteer. Uh, I, I like that one. <laughs> Honor the humble. Yeah, no, this is an amazing idea to you know to add in just to give a little extra flair to the event, and and that you're walking away with a purity seal at the end. That's amazing, man. And uh, big shout out! That whole idea goes to Jason Horn. He's done. He did that last year at the Iron Halo GT. Um, okay. I can't remember if he did it the year before or not, but it's really popular. And that dude's a madman. He three D prints every or not three D prints. He yeah yeah he three D prints everything with his own three uh, D printer. And I cannot tell you. I can't even begin to imagine the amount of money and time he spent. You know, printing materials, printing. Price support options, trophies, terrain, and he's running the you know full 40k GT on average, up upwards of you know 80 plus people, and every single one of those tables has a lot of 3D printed terrain on it. So I'm really excited to be working with him for the follow up event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also in the packet we added, uh, I didn't think it was necessary, but I did go ahead and add in a very brief blurb about sportsmanship. Um, uh, I feel like everybody is on the same page, but I realize sometimes people are not. So I just threw something out there real quick to make sure everybody knows that, you know, the focus here, have fun, have a good time, you know, and not to the detriment or exclusion of the opponent. You know, it's everybody needs to have fun and you need to have fun with the opponent at the same time. Um, I think that is pretty Pretty much most everything that was added to the packet. Um, oh, painting competition. We're doing a best painted um, for yeah. the armies. There's going to be uh, prize support from Cromlech. Uh, there's also uh, a paint. We've added the paint rubric. So uh, model, again, I'll, I'll be honest, that one, a big props to uh, Tim with uh, the Bug Eater GT. Um, he's the one who uh, gave me access to it. And I basically copied their format and a lot of just the, the individual items on there, uh, changed some of them around to make it more you know, pertinent to 30K to our stuff. But the long and short of it is uh, if you want to have your army judged as part of you know the best army competition, uh, you prejudge yourself uh, using that form that's in the packet. Um, yeah. If you add up your points at the end and if it goes over a certain threshold, 
it basically puts you into you're you know you're now in you know the the like you know the actual judge category so um as long as you get over that point level you you know the judges are going to look at it and answer uh but so I, you know, take a look at it. The packet's readily available. I've sent it to Duncan with uh, the uh, Flying Monkey Convention. If you can't get to the Facebook page, it should be uploaded. I haven't checked it, but it should be uploaded to the actual Flying Monkey Con page. Um, Sweet, yeah, I've been I've been looking over it earlier today. It's uh, definitely a, a great little players pack. Gives uh, me ideas for some of our future player packs. So, uh, no, it's it's definitely a great little document that you've put together here. Gotcha. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And if you guys have any recommendations or suggestions, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to uh, do the uh, – because the, it doesn't have any of the score sheets at the end of the packet, and I need to put yeah. those in. And I'm, I'm looking at some different events to see how other people are doing it, and I still haven't quite figured it out. But Sweet. I, I could – I could send you the ones that we've been using in our past couple of events if you're just to take a look if you're interested. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'd appreciate that. Of course. Well, Glad to help. Glad to help. So now that David's come on and Thursley made us feel bad in our hobby progresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't you tell us about, you know, this is Act 1, like what's going on for Act 2 and how is okay. Act 1 kind of affecting act two so the extent of what is happening um and and it it might be a little convoluted but so the the follow-up event is not actually act two what i what we're trying is we're going to have it's all under the same umbrella for the campaign but we're going to have the main acts that are actually the big large events taking place on multiple planets within the system uh, big incursions, the bigger size fights in scale. Uh, what we're what we're doing on the other events, I'm trying to scale them back, and I'm it, I'm tentatively calling them incursions, but I don't okay. really know what the title is going to be for them. Uh, and that's what this one is called. It's the the Hadrian incursion. It's taking place on the Hadrian mining facility, um, which exists inside the system. And I, if you guys can picture the system as uh, a circle, and you've got uh, a central circle, you know, you've got a mid circle, and then you've got the outer circle. And the gap between each of those circles uh, is like an asteroid field, a gas field type thing. Yeah. Uh, the the shelf is what they, we're calling it in our system because it's a, just a really massive asteroid belt uh, that's all separating the outer circle from the inner circle. And that's where the Hadrian. Uh, mining facility is it's the largest complex on some of the largest asteroids there um, it's kind of a refinery slash storage facility uh, there's other okay. obviously there's other mining facilities and smaller satellite outposts that are set up throughout the field but this is the, the largest most stable so they use it kind of as a repository and a waypoint for you know shipping things in pulling things out etc etc and because of the way it's designed, they've already got, um, it, it's a very important thing within the system. And there had previously in the history of the system been attempts to take it over, some attempts for revolution and, you know, that kind of stuff. So the, the that facility has been reinforced. They have uh, remote uh, controlled defense platforms and defensive positions that are added to, uh, you know, outlying asteroids. Essentially, it, it's a 
short of being, you know, like the rock or, you know, some sort of space Marine, you know, battle bunker, crazy outpost facility um, that, you know, they've got that, but just not with the, you know, the, the level of tech that, you know, you would see with most Astartes. So it's a very fortified position. And while it's not the most important place to have, if you've lost and you are, you know, shattered and you are scrambling, that is the next best target because if you can get there, you're going to be able to secure your position. You're going to be able to be fortified and help fight off, uh, you know, the faction that's coming after you. Uh, and also, because it is a refinery, you're getting access to some munitions. You're getting access to promethium fuels, things like that. And you're going to be disrupting the access and flow of that material to the outer worlds. So. Uh, it's definitely high on the priority list for whoever's going to be able to conquer, you know, or, you know, win out in Act 1 as far as, you know, establishing footholds. But, you know, yeah. even throughout the rest of the event, this is going to be an important place to, to you know, control and is going to need to be handled there or you're going to have to try and wrest control from the opponent. So this is not necessarily going to be the first and last time we are, you know, dealing with Hadrian. Okay. But that's completely dependent on the players. So uh, the focus here is rather than, you know, a large-scale multi-planet, you know, platform of, of missions, we're focusing on a single location. And the important difference here for me is you're not bringing special characters. Uh, the the incursions, yep. the, the smaller-scale fights are focused on a progression system we're developing uh, for our characters. So you'll be able to build a character, and play with them. They'll be able to grow and advance. Uh, they will change throughout the course of these campaigns, and then be able to culminate at the actual end of the campaign by being able to use these characters in big games with your special stats. You, any any benefits or you know uh, negatives, you pros and cons you've received throughout that will stick with you at the end, and you go on. And so you can have you know a, you let's say you start with Praetor. He gets super tricked out, you know, starts getting injured in certain ways, um, grows in other ways. You, you end up having him face down against, you know, like Angron or somebody like that. But the the goal here is to make it believable and realistic. So it's going to be minor benefits and buffs. Um, nothing right. that's going to allow you to, oh, well, I get these two things together suddenly because I have the right character he's now, you know, a beat stick that can take down a Primarch, you know, or a Custodes, thing like that. That's what we're trying to avoid. But at right. the same time, we want people to be able to say, you know, hey, this is really cool. I was fighting and, you know, I got my, my warlord got killed in this game. So next time I come around, I'm actually going to model him up like he lost his leg. He's going to have a cybernetic implant, you know, replacing it type thing. Yeah, so really trying to drive the narrative of the event. We're, we're doing a similar thing at our next event of no special characters and doing a unit progression table and really trying to get players to think about their character that they're bringing to really help drive that narrative. Mm -hmm. And we're still working on the system. Um, it's basically finished, but I'm, I'm waiting for some other people to play test it because I'm, I'm a firm believer in having other people do the play testing because... If I play test it, I know what I'm intending, and I'm going to use it the way it's intended, and it's going to work. But I need other people to do it and try to basically try to break it to let me know if it's going to work or not. But the goal is we're going to keep it simple. You're going to have a six-option chart for pros and a six-option chart for cons, and we're actually making uh, player play cards for them. 
So uh, it'll come with your, your swag bag. You're going to have two decks of cards to identify which are which. Um, things you do in-game will earn you points, um, and you can spend those points for the option of picking a card out of that deck. But it's a random oh, very draw. cool. And we're trying to make it simple so that if you remember the chart, you don't need the cards, which is why it's a one through six. But, for example, uh, let's say you – one of my favorites, and I really like this one, uh, on the con chart. Let's say you get beat out. Your, your warlord gets killed by the enemy warlord or something, and you, you roll a D6, and you roll you know a X, whatever number it is on that chart. Your character now has hatred that legion. And yes. hatred that character because it's an honor thing. And then let's say you're playing and later on he faces that character again and he beats him again or that army again and you roll, okay, I got that same detriment later. Well, suddenly now he's got hatred that legion but preferred enemy that character because he's ah, very nice. his character twice. I like that. Um, so and just different ideas like, like so the more more effect he has on something the more the better he's gonna get at that specific thing it's kind of the engine. yeah and that's that's a very specific example from what i what's on the chart uh more likely it's um you know you get this detriment and you know it's like you get a negative one or a negative two penalty to your leadership on your character or uh you get you know a boat you get bonus to your movement or different things it's hard because just making stat changes is always a challenge to keep in line mostly because it you know just going from ballistic skill three to, to two is huge and going from yeah. toughness four to five is also really huge so oh, yeah. trying to avoid doing things <laughs> like that we struggled with that before at, at some of our events <laughs> of making the upgrades a little bit too much and trying to find that nice balance in between where it's still fun but it's not taking anything you know, over the top is, is sometimes a hard thing to, to balance out. And tentatively right now, uh, so the idea for the point system, and, and this may change, but the idea is if you win your game, you get a point. If your character survives the game, you get a point. Um, if your warlord slays the enemy warlord, you get two points. And the idea is you build up these points very quickly to be able to spend those points and grab, you know, access to uh, benefits. And then, uh, when you you know when your character dies or something happens, uh, it triggers you to have to draw from this this uh, you know detriment pile, and you have the option you know you can either apply that detriment or you can dis you know randomly lose one of your pros to get rid of the detriment, um, and that's again it's there's ideas with it, but we're still trying to figure out what works best. Whether it, we need to make sure people stick with that detriment for at least one game before they can get rid of it or how that's going to work because uh some of them you know it, i i personally am a fan of you have to toss a pro to get rid of the con but you mm -hmm. need to make them to where they are not aggressive enough where it's like oh it doesn't matter you know just get rid of all of them or you know well this is a really good pro and this con's not that bad so i'm going to try and you know limp along with both of them but yeah uh, the we're also being fair we're going to cap it out uh, you get you can get a maximum of two benefits or a maximum of two uh, cons uh, throughout the event. And the goal here is at the end of the event, whatever your character has, you'll register it with us and we'll have that information. And then at the next event, if you're bringing the same character, you're going to have 
a different set of pros and a different set uh, of cons. And again, very cool. event. exactly. And you're going to be getting, I mean, some of them may be called different, might have similar effects, but the, the end goal is by the time you're, you know, let's say we have three different events where your character's growing. By the time it's done, you're going to have both a backstory for that character and to how he, and we're going to, you're going to know how he got to where he is and you'll be able to see the fallout from that. If your character overall has, you know, improved significantly through experience and the actual fight, or if he's really, you know, you lost a lot of fights, lost a lot of, you know, the, the faith of, you know, the emperor, the faith of the, you know, the war master in his ability to lead his force. And he's going to have, you know, the fallout from that. Yeah. Very cool, man. That's an awesome, awesome uh, idea. Thanks. And the other big deal, uh, the other big thing, uh, I want to try something different. Rather than creating custom missions for each game, uh, instead, what I'm hoping to do, if I can get it to work right, it depends on how many people are involved and what the tables end up being, but rather than custom missions for every round, uh, I want people to be choosing missions out of the game, out of the book. Um, you can roll for it or pick what you want to play. But I'm hoping to have every table have its own unique singular mission for that table. And yeah. that will be on the table. So if people, you know, you just want to play a pickup game and you don't want to worry about special rules or nothing, you guys can just pick up, play, have a good time, enjoy the train, and report, the, you know, what happens. But if you do want to play that special mission, you, you know, you're going to have that information there. And it may be one where you have to run around and, and one side's trying to destroy these air recyclers and the other side's trying to, you know, prevent them from doing that. Or let's say you're on one and there's a whole bunch of kill bots that have been activated and they're running around like third, you know, like a third party faction destroying whatever's there. And you're, it's a race to the control room to either, you know, seize control of the kill bots and they join your side. Or, you know, maybe you're just trying to get in there and get some information and get out, you know, different things like that. Very cool, man. Mm-hmm. So when is when is uh, Act 2 taking place and where is it happening? Well, uh, the Hadron incursion is happening August fourth and fifth in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Um, it's uh, it's weirdly both closer and still the same distance to most of our people because a lot. I think almost half of our players coming up for the event are coming from Texas. Oh. So some of those guys are going to be like an hour closer for the second event. Other folks are going to be the exact same distance. I you know I'm not I I don't know how geography works, but apparently that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and how much are tickets for the event? Uh, tickets for the event, I believe, are the same price. They're forty-five dollars. A uh, portion of that is going towards the uh, coverage of the space because we want to make sure we we you know give the the guys who provide the venue the support. Um, On the Rock Ministries are the ones who give us the space for the Iron Halo GT. They've worked with the Iron Halo for many years um, in support, and they're a great company. Awesome. Awesome. So you go to the Iron Halo website to get tickets for the event? Um, that one, they actually have tickets on Best Coast Pairings. Um, the Iron oh, Halo. okay. Yeah. So uh, you can either go to their Facebook page and they've got a link, or you can go to, the again, the Taking a Ferrix Facebook page. We've got a link there. Um, but really, if you just if you go to Best Coast Pairings, search Taking a Ferrix, you'll find it. So. And in the future, I have a feeling we're, we're going to try to use Best Coast Pairings just so people can can track, you know, who's going and whatnot. Um, not, not, I'm personally not a big fan of the whole, you know, who's who's top dog, you know, by measure, you know, measuring points yeah. and stuff like that. But 
Um, yeah, we. I'd just, love it, to use it. It's it's just like I, for at least from what I know right now, they can't do teams of loyalist versus traitor. Mm-hmm. So that's unless they. I'd love to 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 get on that because so it makes it a lot easier for uh, <laughs> for us EOs to to run events. But oh, yeah. uh, no, that's awesome. That you know, and and the ability, like the whole concept of the ability to upload your lists, and you can, you know, you get paired, and you see, okay, I'm playing this guy, and here's his list, and mm-hmm. like you know, you know, it's an it's an awesome system. I, I hope they they can get it geared a little bit more towards uh, heresy. the heresy would be awesome. Yep. But anyways, guys, I hate to do this, but my folks, my mom's come in here twice trying to get me to come actually have Easter dinner. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know. That's, that's totally fine. Absolutely. Bud. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, especially on Easter, Easter Sunday of all days. And, uh, mm-hmm. and yes, go save your, your <laughs> girlfriend from, uh, or you maybe, Save yourself from your your mom and your girlfriend and your mom showing all the the old photo albums and everything that would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just I just hope they haven't eaten all the ham yet. All right, well, Damn. thanks for joining us and yeah. go people. If you're in the area, go and uh, get some tickets to this event because it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. I don't know. I how only many wish times we David could... has messaged me and be like, "Hey, how much are plane tickets down here?" Yeah. <laughs> 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 right on man all right well all thanks right. we will we will throw up some uh links in the show notes and uh anytime you want to come on and pimp your events you're more than welcome pm pm pm, PM. i appreciate it guys see you bud. all right we- see you at one in the morning later <laughs> sounds good <Take laughs> bye bye all right so yeah listeners get out there get your tickets help support uh David and, you know, everything he's doing, it, as Teo says, it makes us feel like chumps, but, you know, we can't all be as powerful as as David Coleman. Coleman. <laughs> yes, I think you need to, to it, you need to pronounce the H in a Coleman. <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, um, awesome to have David on, and we'll uh, we will be back in a minute to talk about our event. A little update on the Royal Flush. The Royal Flush. See you guys soon. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back to do, uh, I guess, end this pig. Land. Land, land this pig, this not pig. end the pig. <laughs> the pig never ends. It just occasionally lands, and then it takes back off. Because <laughs> pigs do fly, Teo. Do this fly. might be, not be something that you know about, but at least in our world, pigs do fly. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, big thanks again for to David for coming on and talking about uh, the taking of uh, Furex. Act two and Act one. Uh, tickets are on sale now for the Taking of Furix Act two. So check them out on Facebook. Uh, honestly, even if you're not going to these events, like just follow David on the Taking of Furix, especially if you're into running events. Like you get, you know, lots of inspiration from just oh, yeah, subscribing just, to you. He'll just to make that you Facebook feel like trash as a any as a <laughs> Yeah. Also, David's uh, painting service, which we didn't even get into, uh, invest 
Investment Painting. So check him out on there. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Boys of the Golden Throne. We're also on Instagram at BocciT30K. Uh, if you could give us uh, a comment, review on uh, on iTunes, that would be awesome. Really helps uh, get our name out there when people are searching for uh, Horace Heresy Podcasts. Uh, so help us out on that front. Uh, we've got, of course, buy your tickets to the 53rd Annual Royal Flush event. You can find those through our Facebook page uh, under the event section. Uh, we also have the uh, event for the Bocce T Social going on the same time as the Royal Flush, which is September 8th and 9th, 2018 in beautiful Victoria, BC. Um, and then we also, of course, the Victoria uh, version of CK, the Victoria version, CK Studios <laughs> in Victoria is sold out. But they do have a wait list going. So if you didn't get a ticket and you're, you know, maybe someone might, something might come out and um, or might be able to drop out, have to do something for, because of life happens. So hop on the wait list and you can find them on Facebook. And then, of course, we've got Heresy Camp happening in Rockport, Texas, September 19th through 23rd. So get your tickets. Uh, our boy Ezra just bought his ticket and... Uh, Looks like maybe even Eric is trying to powerful oh, Iron Warriors. Oh. Eric might be trying to come, so might be a little Victoria crew going down there. So you'll see me there, and uh, yeah, that's it from from me. Teo, do you got anything uh, else to shout out before we uh, land this pig? Uh, no, just just like I said, like you said, just keep uh, giving us likes and comments, more subscribers. Uh, if you don't like iTunes, we're still on SoundCloud as well. Yep. Yeah. And uh, SoundCloud, Boys of the Golden Throne, all our episodes. Like us there. there. Like us there. Comment. Exactly. Just, just, just love us, guys. Just, just love us. us we love. just want love. Just want love. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's it for me. Hugs and kisses. Was so, it? Is that the new outro? Was hugs and kisses, right? Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in a couple weeks. See you guys.